0: All right, well, welcome back to the glue, guys. This is Mike Carcello Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter, at glue, guys. Draft night, Brian. Mike, you're fired up. We're here.
1: We did it. We did it. We got a guy. The Nets had the first overall pick of the draft, yeah. and they took. Stop. Don't even. Uh, I, was, they didn't. I didn't. I actually. Maybe this was subconscious, but I, I didn't. I When I pulled up the screen to watch the NBA draft tonight. It had already skipped to the second pick, and I was like, oh, great, beautiful. Oh, that's Wonderful. a blessing from above. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get to hear how they dragged the Nets through the mud.
0: I will say, so if you didn't hear it, what they did do is that they did not mention that the pick came from the Nets. I think that was a tactical decision. Adam they just, Silver
1: at no point they did that?
0: Adam Silver walked up there. I mean, ESPN obviously had the chyron that said, this pick is from the Celtics, which came from the Nets, which now is in the Sixers' mm-hmm. control. But when Adam Silver walked up there, he said this pick is from a trade between the Celtics and the Sixers. He made no mention mm-hmm. of the fact that it was between the the yeah. Nets. The, the Nets had some involvement in it, which I think is
1: on purpose. I Laundered think, it for the for the casual fan.
0: I think, I, and I, I, well, I think it's more of the fact that like they didn't want to just embarrass the Nets in their own building. Sure, because I'm sure it is an embarrassment for the league that this happened. I think the league overall probably isn't they happy did. that the Celtics just have. The top overall pick
1: the next 12 years. They did run that banner of this is the first time a lottery or the <laughs> the, the, the team with the worst record has not picked in the lottery since like the inception in, of the lottery in 1985. Not a good sign, but hey, the Nets got a lottery style pick with their pick. Well, what you were saying was Draft Express had him at uh, Jared so, Allen at eight.
0: So Nets Daily had a tweet uh, after, obviously. So Jared Allen is the pick for the Nets. If you're finding out the news from us, it may be a little bit too late, but. Jared Allen was the pick for the Nets, and Nets Daily, I guess, had a uh, a tweet that said uh, Draft Express had put Jared Allen as the eighth overall pick. Something in April. Mm-hmm. April's not that long ago. No. Um, I think even in the whole draft process, Allen was seen to be late second round, late uh, lottery pick, early next level. Um, but I got I think I think for the most people, you know. Allen was not even in our thoughts, right? I mean, there was no thought that he was going to be the pick.
1: Now, a lot of people like the the no leaking of the thoughts in general. Do, do you care about the leaking of the thoughts? Is that does that strike you just notionally as something that's that that uh, that screams to you these are competent people sure apparently. is that or do you not put much stock on that?
0: Well, it's an interesting thing right now because you sit here and you think if they had leaked a little bit that they like Jared Allen then we would, have, we would have begun to research him as a fan base. We would have gone to consume all of his basketball skills early on, and then we would have been on board with Jaron Allen. <laughs> you means, think that's how that, that
1: works? Yeah, I'm that not means, sure it is.
0: Well, No, so the Celtics, okay. So the Celtics yeah. fans had consumed Markel Faults. Yeah. They had taken him in, mm-hmm. given him bread and salt like in Game of Thrones, made him a guest
1: in their home. Is that from the books? Is that a reference to you Because I don't know. Also, bread and also salt.
0: very important in the the reigns of Castamere, the, the red wedding, what made it so brutal was mm-hmm. the fact that uh, the Lord of the, the, the River, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. uh, he offered them food. And once you offer people food, they are under your protection and you should not kill them.
1: So I watched the show. I know that you got that from the book. You must be. It's partly from the books, but it's also of...
0: in, it's alluded to in the TV show which uh, the mm. trailer dropped. Did you watch right, the trailer? It was it. amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think there's something like, doesn't mean anything for Jared Allen's career that we didn't know that he was going to be the pick. It doesn't. But for my understanding of what the Nets were going to do, I think this came out of the blue, right? I mean, I no one had any sense that Jared Allen was going to be the guy at this point. There was no sense, right? Not Not on this end of the table. I don't think we saw him be the guy at all. There was even. I, well, partly again, and this is a positive. So if we're going to go positive and negatives, positive is that like he he was expected to go earlier. Mm-hmm. There was some DeAndre ish buzz, yeah, with him. There, it, it, Texas school, great hair, you know, athletic, lanky center. Yeah. You, you kind of get the DeAndre buzz, but I think we're finding out already that he's. Like a pretty nerdy dude, and maybe sure. it's not so exactly downright. What were your thoughts about it, Bry?
1: Well, first of all, um, let me say that he's just a baby. you are just a baby boy. You don't know any better. I That's I true. <laughs> just wanted an excuse to drop it. Um, I don't know. It's not a thing. Like my 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 first thought in the whole thing was um, this says a lot more about the. Uh, strategy going forward than it does about the player maybe itself uh, himself Um, that this you know I I was under the the presumption that this would be a team that would be pure system everyone's gonna be shooting threes everyone's gonna be yeah I agree with that you know uh, somewhat having some overlapping skills this dude seems to have none of those skills he doesn't he shot
0: seven threes i think in college
1: yeah does does not doesn't even shoot really anything other than runners and hook shots from pretty close range it, it appears there's not even a jump shot really that that is showing up at least on, on my 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 very early my nascent research that i've done
0: <laughs> well and to be honest i mean shaka smarts is college coach they were bad this year at texas but shaka smarts the kind of coach that if a guy can shoot threes as a center he's gonna let him take a shoot threes so yeah. and he's a 56 percent free throw shooter yeah He's Which a proper
1: JaVale McGee, DeAndre Jordan, dunk, J- 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 dunk uh, John Henderson, <laughs> who all, <laughs> Who are the other just horrible guys who are the other all guys. they can do is dunk. Yeah. I do think that... Who, who are those guys that break out, other than DeAndre Jordan, who with... with well, like, John, DeAndre Jordan, if you put him on any other team without Chris Paul, I think you have a different product entirely. But, like... So it's, it's interesting to me to have a person like this who really relies on playmakers around him. Now, this is a team that has, they are, they're budding playmakers. They're not, sure. they're not pronounced playmakers. They're not veteran playmakers, but still a team of playmakers to a degree. So it's sort of, you can make an argument for it, but, but not entirely. You know what I mean? What, you make an argument for the pick overall? The fact that, make an argument for like, for adding a player that requires uh, other playmakers around them to deliver on all the goods effectively in them too. He's a it, moose. It, he's a cleanup guy. It, it,
0: and if you, but if you, and if you are selling this pick, you're selling it as the fact that at 22 overall, we got some guy who could be Deandre ish, right? And yeah. Deandre ish is pretty awesome. He's a max player. Like, so you're basically selling uh, And Ak- Brian Lewis from the post tweeted this out. Thank you, Brian, for following the Nets beat as you do. And, he put us in the New York Post, our podcast, so we love him even cheer more. Boy. Let's get it, Trevor. Um, he put out that Atkinson, he asked Atkinson yesterday, what's the thing that he wants the most? What Atkinson wants the most is a room-protecting big who can also kind of switch out on screens and do all the things that you need to do now in the NBA. It would seem like Jared Allen is that guy. It would seem like Jared Allen should be athletic enough to guard guys out on the wing. He's a 35-inch vertical Mm-hmm. That shows explosiveness. When we were watching the draft, Express. I mean, this is the funny thing. This is how out of the blue it was. I wrote a whole thing, so it kind of got buried on Nets Daily because the Brook trade happened. I wrote a whole uh, analysis of all the the guys between I think it was sixteen and thirty three on Draft Express, all the prospects. Mm-hmm. I wrote about them and ranked them in certain a certain way. I don't even think Jared Allen was on my list. I don't had I had no analysis of mm-hmm. God. He is so out of the blue that I don't, that. Again, I don't think Nets fans had a reason to to put him in and pull him in and have him in our orbit. Now he's in our orbit, and now we're kind of digging into him a little bit. Well, it's it also he
1: might be so in our orbit. Like how, d- depending on what the summer looks like, he might be starting. I mean, like what? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like they like, got
0: Mozgov. I mean,
1: it, yeah. Um, so he's very much part of our orbit. And well, it just suggests to me like I just I just hope everyone's on the same page with this pick. I hope that there isn't any dissonance in the office, in the front office, where um, I guess you're, you're saying Kenny Atkinson wants a player like this and Sean Marks is willing to like throw him this bone or something. Um, because Well, and it may not even be Sean Marks is throwing him the bone, right? It could just be
0: that Sean Marks also thinks if you, sure, if you get no, a center, he's got to be able to block shots. Yeah. And to be honest, the criticism of Brook Lopez, played better defense in the post, of course, but he didn't rebound and he didn't really – Affect the game above the rim. Yeah, Jared Allen does both of those things.
1: He's not a, a toolsy big. That's what they. That's what I've <laughs> been seeing uh, floating around. The what? Brooke Lopez? Uh, Jar- Jared, Jared Allen? Allen is is a toolsy big. Yeah, that's, that's the definition the, of right? yeah yeah. I haven't seen this a lot until this this season. People calling people toolsy. Have you that seen that? Usually one? means that you're not because you're bad. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: that usually means like you flash <laughs> yeah. a little bit of talent. Yeah, but you have no but, skill beyond that.
1: I mean, with with the. Thirty minutes of prep that we just did going into this, there are clips of him taking running hooks, and that's a that's a shot you will never see DeAndre, or maybe you will, but very infrequently take or make, uh, in in a half court set. Um, well, okay, so-, so there is some there is some kind of offensive talent to build off of. I'm not going to say he's a total JaVel McGee disaster offensively for the first. Eight years of his career, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and Javale McGee is interesting because he was a small forward in college. Right. If you can kind of believe that. Um, but just quickly, I'm going to go through positives and negatives so we can kind of lay out the case for this guy. If you're let great do length, it. seven foot five point two five inch wingspan, which is huge. Um, max Vert was 35.5, so he can jump. But the thing is that, like, so if you look at the guys around him that were still there. The the big from UCLA and the big from North Carolina, both freshmen like him, weren't as athletic as him. He was the most athletic big. So if you're going to go big and you're going to go athletic, he was the guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Productive, he scored 13.4 points a game, 8.4 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks. I mean, that was, that is a legitimate freshman year that you're not projecting at that point. Well, you are, but you're not, you're not guessing. There's a lot of guys out there like Tony Bradley again from North Carolina.
1: Yeah, no sense of who was
0: going to And he's just 19. He turned 19 in
1: April. 1998 is his birthday. Now, when, it's now devastating. Because so, I yeah. think I'm an 88. I think you're an 88. No, I'm 87, man. <gasps> I know. Wow, I can see it on your I face. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my bones.
0: So the problem is you can't shoot free throws. 56%. That's a bad sign. That means you're probably never going to be able to do it.
1: That, that does not bode well for the future.
0: So that means that he'll... DeAndres is he's
1: a hackable player in the future.
0: hackable player. yeah you know, obviously twenty second overall pick, you know if if he if he even becomes a starter, that's a success. yeah, but he's not any good at that. He is a little skinny. His weight is a good listed weight, but you look at him a little skinny for my liking needs a little bit more meat on those
1: bones, and I don't mm. know if he can get meat no, on those g- bones. No, no, he's got a good frame. He's you good. feel it?
0: Like you like his frame? <laughs>
1: I like that. He's you know, like, sizing you up his, his hips? frame. Hips. Hey, hips they, and shoulders. What do you the, say? The Draft Your Express <laughs> guy uh, specifically in the banner was like, <laughs> palms the ball like a grapefruit. Was that, was I the, saw that multiple was times. was the banner. Palms the ball like a grapefruit. You always want to hear that. Yeah. You I want to hear palms are like I wanna a ping pong ball. That's Is that bad, though, is that better? Is that better or gooder? I guess that would be gooder. Well actually uh, there's a bell curve I think to this one and uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the point we were holding it, the sides, but that's <laughs> I don't that's a I deficiency for, to be a I don't know if to be honest you get a real problem look at these meaty hands I don't know Oh my can. god your hands really are something else Yeah
0: I know that's why I can't catch anything you've seen me try to catch footballs it's I, tell you, I have to use
1: my whole arm no, to it's not just that it. it's your eyes it's the whole deal <laughs> It's everything
0: again. I, I've been told I look more athletic than I am, which is a compliment. I
1: posted your picture on the internet just a, f- a yeah, few minutes ago. That. Thank <laughs> so, you for that. So, tweet at us if you think Mike like, looks more athletic than his sounds.
0: <laughs> um, let us know. And again, he's 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 six ten in shoes, which is a fine size, but he's not.
1: So, he's here eleven. That's wrong. Oh, all right.
0: Um, he's six nine and something without shoes. I always love the without shoes and with shoes, but yeah, I know. Um, you always want to see who has the biggest heels. Yeah. At that point, but he's so he's a fine size, but he's not. Uh, you know, he's not a freak uh, in that way. But DeAndre's not that tall. Dwight Howard's apparently just six nine. If you really kind of break it
1: down, yeah, six eight and without shoes um, and sandals.
0: I think it's in benefit. Like so, uh, yeah, obviously, you're reading into him. He played power forward at college, which is pretty if you're going to if you're gonna make the case for him, you would say he had a bad college team. He played power forward when he's even gonna be a center in the NBA. It's not like he's gonna he's not gonna be a power forward. He's gonna only play center. Um, you wanna do fun facts? Yes, please. The funnest of is that he built his own computer, which I think I've never built my own computer, but I think if you know how to I think it's actually not that hard, right? You're is not that like one of those things soldering that,
1: like, together like microchips or anything? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's you're buying a couple of boards and you're sticking yeah. them to a rack.
1: I mean, look, I you know I don't want to knock it. It's 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 great, and it's, and it suggests you know that he's into hobbies, and I love that about people.
0: And his hobby is is an odd
1: one. Yeah, it's a cool one. Um, um
0: but I don't. I think if it's one of those things that we get we that got like stuck in like when computers became uh, a new thing in the eighties. That mm-hmm. like, wow, he built his own computer, like you're yeah. thinking it's Apollo thirteen. Yeah, he's got
1: the he's got that giant magnifying glass thing on a <laughs> on a boom. <laughs>
0: yeah. But really what you're doing is you're ordering stuff off Amazon yeah. and you're just sticking it into a rack. But Yeah. yeah.
1: But that still, you know, shows a certain kind of ambition. What are you feeling about him? Are you
0: are you happy now? Or we're sitting here, so it's eleven thirty two, so we've had this pick you know for what? about
1: an hour. I will say I'm actually like I can convince myself of anything pretty quickly mm-hmm. that that I've learned um, but that being said pretty happy because at least we get to watch him right out of the gate you know I on paper I think the move is the, the draft and stash and now you that it's a pretty big a proponent. N- now that it's happened I'm like I'm kind of excited to see uh, some young people doing doing some young people things out there right out of the gate I will say a pick and roll between
0: him and D'Angelo Russell where he's gonna throw down he's gonna throw down a dunky game where I'm gonna be happy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting weird squad next year it as will currently be, right? yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a but think about this. Ronde Hollis Jefferson is the longest tenured net on the roster right How now. How terrible is that? It's very
0: odd. He's the only pre-Mark's net, right? Yeah. And there's been so many rumors that he's going to get traded. He right. hasn't been traded yet, so you don't think yeah. it would happen Mark's
1: now. guys or Mark's guys? Mark, Mark is, mark's, puts his marks ooh, on them. Michael.
0: Um, Matt Parker tweeted us this. The, <laughs> I, need, I need like a, a drop for, the, for a laying, bazinger. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, that we traded Brooke Lopez, a geek, for a nerd and Jared Allen. I think we classic. We were watching Jared Allen's post draft interview with ESPN. Sweet kid. Yeah. Totally nice. Doesn't seem like yeah. Doesn't seem like you know, uh he fits in with the Nets. I think that's I think that's going to be clear coming He up. was
1: sweet. I felt my heart longed for like his like I really liked the way that he sounded. He he looked at the reporter dead in the eyes and was, you know, and seemed again, very he, sincere. He's tweet so he retweeted. I've
0: dug deep into his Twitter account. Retweeted a Pokemon parody account. He Mm -hmm. tweeted about Star Wars. I'm already loving this pick. I think it's going to be the best pick the Nets have ever
1: made. Yeah, I mean it's going to be fantastic. When you have those kinds of interests, it means he's very likely to be on this podcast someday.
0: I will. I still think it's a disappointment because. So and I kind of think this is going to inform my thinking for the off season. The Nets under Marks, and you think it will continue, is that they're making moves to be better in four years and not immediately, right? So, like, there's a belief right now that in restricted free agency, they're going to get Otto Porter, they're going to get Contavious Caldwell Pope, that they're going to throw Max contracts at those dudes, and that they're maybe then going to sign someone else and get a little bit better. But, like, I don't get why that would be why that would happen, right? Because if you are Sean Marks, you're trying to build this smartly, and you're trying to build it up. What you should probably do: don't worry about tanking this year. Tank the next season after that, because that's when you have your own first-round pick again. Mm-hmm. After you know, basically, what that'd be, be two drafts away. Zion. And you'd hope Karis averts something. D'Angelo Russell will only be 23. And you hope he's something. Jared Allen will be 21. You hope he's something at that point. Like. I'm beginning to think more and more that it's unlikely that the Nets are going to go huge in free agency. It just doesn't make sense to spend a ton of money to have your your like Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Autoporter, Porter aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. So I don't know why you would stuff your your your
1: sheet with those. Two How guys. old is Autoporter Porter right now?
0: He's just 23. It's
1: incredibly I, young.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. He's, I think he's just 23. What is he? It's
1: 24. 24. But he just turned 24. He
0: just turned 24 in June, like early June. So. Um he's interesting. I we we we'll, we'll, you and I I'm sure we'll have the podcast about KCP or auto We're going to have to have that debate. I am I'm now team Otto just because age and he's a better player right now and usually guys that young who are already pretty good just get better. They don't get worse. Dude,
1: his percentages are so sick. It's insane. I know, but his 2 point percentage is 57%. That's outrageous.
0: What scares me about that though is I watched those games, yeah. and none of those shots are really of his making. They're all all fed. They're all fed off of the beast that is John Wall, and I, and I were I think he's he
1: I think he's basically that guy. You never really see players like this. Have you ever seen a player a wing player whose percentages were just? abnormally high and his scoring total was just not that impressive right like there's nobody that i can think of that like who who is like that very I mean, strange right trevor ariza is
0: that's another old wizard but like but his but his he was, was
1: sort of like that ariza had issues like with shot selection early on in his career yeah,
0: yeah. wait and then that's the thing like Otto Porter's so young Let's see what trevor were. I, again, I think this draft. I think I, I just want to everyone read off a couple of names that were still there that that the Nets could have taken. Right? I think everyone who was watching the draft was watching for OJ on uh, I mean, that, that's a guy who was thought to be a lottery pick. tore his ACL, getting getting like next Kawhi Leonard buzz. He was still on the board. Nicks, uh my boy, seven foot three, three point shooting Latvian center. Um, I was so in on him. And he was still on the board. Tony Bradley, Jonah Bolden, Jordan Bolden was getting pushed up the boards like crazy in these last few days. And it's interesting how that happens where these guys get just shoved up and the media starts talking about them. it's like every media guy will start writing a Jonah Bolden column a week before the draft.
1: Dude, I'm still, I'm still on this Ariza thing as a comparison and it's a pretty great comparison. It's like, but it makes me think Otto is way better than I realized just on a pure statistical level. Statistical. Yes. Like, I'm just saying, on the, when you watch him, he's not... Ariza, you know, no, like, a great comparison. Let me just say that first of all. Uh, because low low point totals, generally, p- very good percentages for, the, like, the latter half of his career. Um, and still not even close. Not even close to what this dude is doing percentage-wise. To Otto? Yeah. Like, I his don't. best year, he's shooting 40 and 50. Otto is shooting... Um what is it? Let's see. Last year in his fourth year, uh 43 and 57. Like so high. Yeah, so high, I, playing 82, 80 games.
0: At one point he was the best three-point shooter in the NBA in terms of percentage-wise. I don't think he ended up that way, but he basically was, he's right? Not,
1: he's ta- and taking 4.33s a game is a pretty high shot total. But
0: again, I'm just telling you and I want to warn Nets fans. I watched it happen. <laughs> I, I saw where those ports came from. It's not... You're dumb. It's not pull-ups. It's not. It's no, not I know. dribbling off a screen and shooting. It was him running off a screen, maybe, and then shooting a wide-open J because John Wall was driving the hoop, and then John Wall saw him in the corner, and he threw him the ball.
1: I just... Dude, we need shooters so bad. I would throw I would throw the, the kitchen sink at this kid I right would,
0: now. but then... Okay, uh, I don't know if we should have this debate now. It's just too raw, Brian, but... <laughs> this team isn't good enough to pay Otto Porter the max, right? I mean, because what is it going to do? It's you're you're then then your staff sheet is stuffed with Andrew Nicholson, Mozgov, and Otto Porter, and then it's like we all they should be worried about is saving cap space, so then they can take more Mozgovs to get this more D'Angelo Russells.
1: You're thinking you're not you're you're you're, you're oh, skipping wait, steps again, Mike. You're, no, no, you're no, skipping. You're skipping steps. No, you're, you're skipping steps. <laughs> you're skipping steps in the lat You're skipping rungs in the ladder to success. You need to uh, take these kinds of calculated risks, build your own players up. You can't just like you know hope to get lucky in the draft and then have some free agent want to play for your team down the road. You take these opportunities when they come, and this is the perfect guy. This is he would like. Uh, by the way, you're literally defining skipping steps. No, by 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 signing a free agent is not skipping steps. Risks are skipping steps. It's a certain kind of risk. It's it's signing. Rudy Gay to a max contract. Oh great! Is oh, skipping great. steps. That's that's a step skipping. Signing S- Otto anyone, Porter. Anyone? No. Is, is no. This signing a free agent is not anyone, skipping steps. Anyone? No. Not ready. Oh my god. No, it's different. You have to. I wouldn't do it. You have to do something. You have to. You, this team
0: Joe Ingl- isn't
1: I, made better by being bad. So why not try to Joe move, Ingles? Joe Ingles, Joe, Joe Joe Ingles, Ingles and Tommy. Oh,
0: Joe Engels, like I don't want to fight you.
1: After we, we've had we've had a carafe of wine now, and things are going to get tested. Uh, I feel like I'm at like a Tapas place. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. also yeah. steamy. Like, I feel like a... I'm in like Saigon right now. So by
0: it's... the way, I want to say if you didn't well, if you go on our Twitter at BK Glue guys, you can
1: see where we are. It's a
0: um, how would you describe this? An a, cl- a, cl- room? a
1: classic uh, Brian Glue dungeon. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's but it's an upscale slightly dungeon. It's more like, upscale Glue. The penthouse. The yeah. glue. <laughs> <laughs> the glue penthouse. But, the but gl- of, of the play- dungeon. The gl- penthouse of the dungeon. It's yeah. still in this inside um, the dungeon. Yeah. So, yeah. So,
0: Jared Allen, your final grade on the, the pick.
1: <laughs> oh, it's very confusing, honestly. I'm... I'm. Uh, it took me... T- it took me for a loop. Is that what you say? I don't know. I don't know. What's... I mean... Oh, f- God. I, w- I want to come out hot and be like A or F, yeah. but, I mean, it's a hearty B-minus, like... It's interesting. I think like I'm actually like it's compelling that they think that they need a player that does that on whatever the future of this team is going to be that they still are looking for the Tristan Thompson uh like in the draft at this at this stage. It's interesting to me. It suggests a lot about what they might do free agency wise. It suggests a lot about how they're going to fill holes in other places that they want a sort of auxiliary player at 22, you know. Um so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a hearty B minus because I, I think it's interesting you bring that they did not bet big,
0: right? No, I mean they did bet on t- potential. They didn't bet like they didn't draft Josh Hart. If they drafted Josh Hart, you would have been like, oh, they they got a guy who who is like sound and can contribute right away. Let me top you off here, Mike. But but what they did was they drafted sort of like middle of the road, normal normal NBA draft stuff. Um, I love them. A little twist at the end on the on the line
1: there. That's from working that's, in the biz. It's a classy move.
0: Um, I did not expect this. I expect... I mean, Peschnik's... If I was going to draft any center, I would draft him just because he seems to offer so much potential, just the fact that he can shoot threes. And again, this is what we think the Nets want to play. Um, maybe it's... I guess it's not... Maybe it's not that important that they play that way and they just want talent. But he... Jared Allen doesn't even seem to be the most talent bet. OJ Ananobi seemed to be the most talent bet. You you basically be drafting guy if you don't know who he is, Indiana like six seven swing guy who is getting next Kawhi Leonard buzz. He tore his ACL, so he wouldn't even be back probably. He probably wouldn't even play the whole first year just because you. Why would you play him at all? Um, but if like and he was on the board, if you were betting big, you'd bet big on him. You would just say, I'm going to take this guy, take a redshirt year, and then see what happens with Jared Allen it's a little bit like it's a little middle of the road it's it's not
1: it's it's the kind of it's the kind of draft pick you you take when you're going to throw max contract at auto border <laughs> that's that's exactly <laughs> is that what this was setting up that's exactly what this setting up As mark a, my words the man's going to get that that offer you know pe- by the nets yes i think that this is, suggests that they're going to do some, things like that i don't know i don't think that that's crazy to say that it is Those things need. are related.
0: It is a need, right? It's it's a need by the Nets to get a center who can block shots and do stuff like that. That's what's interesting about it. Um, and also, um, so you take Jared Allen. We're still waiting on the second round pick. Again, by the way, we're recording this during the draft, so there's a lot that could still happen. But we're in the second round, so we don't really think... We care. But Doug Burek retweets this. And Doug, thank you for listening to the pod. Cheer boy. Hold uh, up. Hold up.
1: It's cheer boy. Is this me light me enough? Me. Yeah. So. Doug Burek. Uh
0: Seth Davis says this. You want to talk about upside? Jared Allen has a lot of upside. Sweet. Um, yeah. I think it's I think it's a lot to... It's not a home run. Maybe it will turn into a home run. The Guy's got a great haircut, a great mustache, a great overall feel, but it yeah. doesn't.
1: Culture-wise, it's a fit. We'll see. We'll see. Auxiliary player depends on who else we go after this whole offseason. Do you want to do some news around the league?
0: Well, I want to real quick. I oh, want to dig into one last gosh. thing. Holy, and we kind of Lord. spoke about this, but I want to dig into it into. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Marks did not. That that we had no clue, again That we had no clue that this was going to happen Positive, negative, yes or no I just want to get it from you Because I didn't get it from you earlier
1: That that we had no clue that we this had, was going to happen
0: We had no clue that Jared Allen was going to be What does that say to you about the organization? You asked me, but I want to get it from you
1: It's, you know, I think everyone agrees that it's nice That Okay, so I have a podcast Like you may or may not know this Oh, okay uh, Thanks for being on it Thanks Tonight you. Um so, from a podcaster's perspective, I don't love it. You know, I don't. <laughs> I, I, like, I like a leaky a sieve of the front office. Uh, the you know, the Billy King years were juicy, and yeah. and that was a uh, there was drippings all over the place. You just be shouting at dinner every night. There was were waterfowl slow roasting on this podcast for, for many years. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit di- more difficult now, but it keeps us on our toes. It makes us better. You know, it's like when you're playing at a park and they have, like, thick double rims, nothing breakaway, and uh, you just got to be better, you know? You just got to shoot for the middle of the, of, of the hoop. Mike's, just, like, no, 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 no He no, what, what i doing. He's never played basketball in his life. So no, no, know. what I
0: was doing was I was thinking about, like, I was trying to go through the roster real quick in my head of, Okay, what would what, what would the starting lineup look like for the Nets next season? And it, what it's kind of crazy low twenties, right? It's D'Angelo Russell, uh Karis LeVert. I think you kind of have to start them. Maybe yes. Randy Floyd gets the token start, but those two guys are the starters. Otto Porter, if he gets a max contract, that's a twenty-four-year-old who just turned twenty-four. Jared Allen, maybe a starter, because Moz. I mean, Mozgov will be the starter, but Jared Allen will probably get just as many minutes. So let's split that in half. Then power forward, who knows, at that point. Um, it'll be interesting. You want to do news around the league? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything, do you? Yeah, I got something. It's the news! All right, go, go. Go live, go long. All right, yeah. live. All right uh, news around the league here. Obviously, there's a couple of big trades. Um, real quick, I want to get to a Nets sort of related thing. So one trade that affected the Nets the most was the fact that the Trailblazers traded two of their picks to move up to tender with the Kings. We had a fantasy of that. The Trailblazers were going to package one of their first-round picks with Alan Crabb and then be sent to the Nets. That didn't happen. Unfortunately, no, that didn't. they got sent to the Kings. Uh, the Jimmy Butler thing is the biggest thing, of course. People are trashing the Bulls online. I think there's just such negative... There's just such negative negativity around the Bulls. It's awful. The the, the trade, if you don't know, is Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Lori, a pick that ended up being Lori Markinen for Jimmy Butler, and another first round pick, Justin Patton. Um, Hmm. I don't hate it. I don't, if you're the Bulls, like, I think, I I think, I don't want to say this for most of these things. I think the trades would be what they would be, but like, you, you don't want to wait long on a trade. You usually don't want to push it to the max. To then trade them, like you yeah. want the Darren Williams to the Nets situation.
1: You well, I'm, I'm more it. intrigued on the thing, like uh, from the Timberwolves' perspective, what that like pairing Butler with Wiggins is a hilarious I lineup. Um, I mean, I like it. I like I like when any team goes all in on one kind of player. Like as, <laughs> if you could have a team with like five of one version of a player, I would. I'd would really like to see how that like five LeBron James. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or five? What would the Nets version of that be? <laughs> yeah. Five Randy <Five> boys. <laughs> five Randy boys. Five Justin Hamiltons.
0: Um, I think it's, it will be interesting because I, I don't know if Wiggins is as good as like we're supposed to believe he is. And he's going to – Jimmy Butler's immediately really going to come in and be like the dude. And then Carl Anthony Towns will be the dude's best friend. And then Wiggins, kind of his destiny is to be third banana. I mean he's always been mm-hmm. low-key Andrew basically yeah. his whole career <laughs> is that a nickname that's what everyone's been saying yeah. on the streets for him uh, real quick i just want to some oddities so that's oh. our that's our jimmy butler yeah analysis good uh, chad ford had a winners and losers column out it's out right now and we're not even to the 40s mm-hmm. is that too soon <laughs>
1: uh you want me to you uh, a media member you want me to critique my fellow <laughs> Medium Too soon,
0: right? It's not his <laughs> fault.
1: His editors told him to do it. Dude, it's I mean, he's probably East Coast. It's getting late. You know. um, he's I actually think he lives in Hawaii. But Well, then screw him. What <laughs> is he? Getting
0: a knockoff at
1: uh oh, get out of here.
0: We 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 were looking at this earlier. Markel Foltz's Instagram. So Oh, this is great. These rookies, they signed these odd contracts where essentially they're just social media contracts. They send out one social media post. Mar- Markel Foltz's Instagram put out immediately a picture of him in a Sixers hat, and then it said something essentially to the lines of, I'm, a, I'm so excited to go to parentheses, insert city, and play for yeah. parentheses, insert team with my Tissot watch. Tiso is the brand. If you want to sponsor us, please let me know. I
1: do love any time an endorsement facade is ruptured in that way. Katie, my wife, was just showing me um, Kim Zolsiak, a reality TV star's child, so, well, this is coming up. 19-year-old child, Posting um, herself uh, in front of a like Range Rover, being like, just bought my car, my first car at 19, because I read like hashtag The Secret, which is a book, I guess. Oh God! And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and like and thank God and bless God and all this stuff about God. Very interesting. But I, I, I just and there was 60,000 likes on that, and probably 40,000 of them are bots. But there are 20,000 people in this world, right? <laughs> Clicking. Who like this, this 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 plastic surgery affected teen mm-hmm. who was who's got all kinds of issues who's just being very vacuous in this on one moment posting like herself 12, right? and her you know her transient pleasure about her car on the internet they're like authentically yes I and I like that
0: our our Twitter post got as many likes
1: by the way. I just got a new Range Rover because I read the secrets. <laughs> we got to get some more of those endorsements. More of Those like uh, our internet celebrities. So we not... need
0: Range Rover cars. No,
1: so we, we just we just need to like we'll start low. We'll get with the, like the juices. It seems like juice juice cleanses are oh, yeah. are the entry level. Juices and
0: granola. The yeah, man, I just big.
1: got my new juice cleanse from
0: X-Lax or whatever it
1: is. <laughs> That's really what I don't it's know about. They ventured
0: <laughs> into that space, but we'll check it out. They
1: should. Um, Should hire us as, who shouldn't hire us as consultants at this point?
0: One last thing. ESPN headline that is already out there right now, Brian. Lakers coach Luke Walton shrugs off Lavar Ball prediction. Lavar Ball prediction. Lavar mm-hmm. Ball, I guess, was asked after his son was drafted by the Lakers, what will the Lakers be this year? And he said, my son's going to take him to the playoffs.
1: Oh, boy.
0: So we're already. <laughs> no this. Boy. I I firmly I'm a firmly a fan of Levar Ball. I love everything he does. If anyone who thinks if anyone takes him seriously, they've yeah. got a problem.
1: Yeah. But
0: if we're I cannot go through a season of this. I can't go through a season of consuming these type of headlines. It just can't happen. Bro. Can I
1: Can I say that having watched a little bit more Levar Ball since we last week, um, I see a lot more of myself in him than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> I'm like. Maybe not like as publicly, you know, but in private I'm the kind of guy that'll be like I have ESP. Like I have extrasensory perception. I see ghosts <laughs> Just make outrageous claims that aren't true. Sure for fun. And uh, like I, yeah, I don't do it on national T V but um, but I do I felt a sort of kindred spirit there that that I didn't feel before, so... I kind of lie all the time. Yeah. So
0: I don't really massive, understand why people are massive
1: liars. Why do people take everyone so seriously all the time? Oh, dude, I don't even know. Wait, there's something else I wanted to say about this whole thing. Wait, what the were The draft thinking? or LeBron Ball? Oh, by the way... Wait, no, kid. Uh,
0: if, if you want some non-D'Angelo Russell Brook Lopez trade or non-draft pod That's wait let me Spencer t-
1: Dinwiddie pod let me get let me get this thing in here first before you go into the Spencer Dinwiddie pod because that was a great show and Spencer was a hoot to have on yeah but real hoot wanted to talk about your uh, we talked last time about Luke Walton and you, your claim that he was a quote unquote cool guy So I went into false characterization, every Lakers forum, false characterization, every Lakers forum that I could find, and (laughs) the based based on my very small sample size, just reading what people were saying, she said, "Michael, come on." (laughs) Anyways the the consensus was that he had a special relationship with Brandon Ingram that he did not have with D'Angelo Russell. And that was he allowed Brandon Ingram to make mistake after mistake and wouldn't bench him. And would bench D'Angelo Russell rapidly after the smallest infraction. Okay. And that's the that's the jive that they got. there. like, Luke Walton was as bad as Byron Scott in terms of being a, a butthole towards D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Anyways, what is that supposed to mean to me? That, that means that probably Brandon Ingram
0: deserved the the special treatment he got—that's what I take that as. I think I think uh, oh the, the reclamation
1: s- project's gonna be great. Anyways, the Celtics, Spencer Dinwiddie the
0: Celtics drafted Shemi. Oh oh, I'm heartbroken. Well, that's how
1: you know he's trash. What do you worry about?
0: And the Sixers drafted Jonah Bolden while also drafting possessionix Oh, I'm heartbroken and destroyed. But uh, but uh, you
1: plug plug the the, uh, the Spencer Dinwiddie because that's an evergreen one. That's a nice one.
0: Yeah, so you can kind of take that and bottle it and drink it whenever you want. It's like a fine wine from 1949 from
1: Argentina. A Malbec. A Malbec.
0: No, but so Spencer Dinwiddie Pod, it will be the third. It will be the, I guess, one, two pod over from this one. <laughs> Listen to it. Enjoy it. There's no Brook talk. There's no trade talk, but there's plenty of Dragon Ball Z talk. There's talk. Brian, you got a lot out of him from the basketball perspective. Oh, th- you dug into a little bit of how he draws fouls, yeah. of how players little... communicate in the way that they do. I X's think Spencer yeah. was really good with that. So so listen to that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we want to do?
1: I think we should tie a bow on it.
0: All right. So thank you for listening. I'll be back maybe next week, probably next week. I think so. We'll do something. We're, we're going to try to narrow down on D'Angelo Russell. The goal of this pod will be, uh, I didn't talk to you about this, but I think we should do a Russell report. You should um, do every pod. What's happening with D'Angelo Russell?
1: Because he wow. is the future. Bry, we, we're going all in. Certainly are. Uh, so we'll be back. Wait, one last thing, please. From the Stefan Bondi article, we didn't talk about this. Nobody's going to hear this at this point in the thing, but if you do, just, I hope you find this tweet as funny as I do, and tweeted us. But there was this detail about how Lawrence Frank had all the players like they had like <laughs> yeah, with yeah, yeah. the with the poker chips. Yeah. I love that. Anyway, so if you didn't you, read the did thing, you like that movie, I really no, it was so hilariously embarrassing. I just, I, it's like a, it's like something like Michael Scott would have done in the, you know what I
0: mean? Have we ever gotten that clear of a picture of why Lawrence Frank was hated? It's such a dweeb, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's I think,
1: like crystal clear. I think we, of course first we, of all, even symbolically speaking, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Even symbolically speaking, because he, he it's not all in. It's not all. In. It's not all in. You're throwing one chip yeah. at a time. That's yeah. not all That's in. Paying. That's anting... <laughs> That's <laughs> antiing Lawrence. Obviously, never he played, again. Know it. never gambled in his He's life. He's never been. No, he is the one friend. Um,
0: I, I don't. I I know why Lawrence Frank was removed from his post as lead assistant to writing daily reports. Favorite.
1: Knew- also, small small detail. Yeah. Diligently wrote everyone's yeah, yeah, reports. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Perfect. But like, it's like we kind of. <laughs> I, I think we all knew that he stepped in maybe too much. But the the fact it was like that clear. Of course, they talked about the clipboard incident in summer league, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. What a fun, terrible year that was. Yeah, that mess of if you're a body language uh, observer like we both are. Yeah, the fact that kid was coaching the way he did, yeah. the way he acted, even on the sidelines, was just a mess. It wasn't like any other coach. He had never. Most coaches have some sense of like how to how to stand or sit, even if you're a player like Derek Fisher. At least had some sense of what to be as a coach on the side of the. But J-Kid seemed not to care.
1: It's a crying shame we didn't have our podcast up and running at full speed at that point. Like, we were just, we were babies at that point. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Miss, S- suckling yeah. at the we'll, te- we'll, we'll be there for the next time <laughs> it <laughs> happens, for the next for, insane. Who's going to be the next former that, Nets player? The Nets in 2013 was an insane year. That was a great year to be.
0: I do want to draw one contrast, and I don't think it matters, but. It's so. So we have these reports, news around the league. I uh, have these reports that Phil Jackson was falling asleep during player workouts. This is from Jay oh, Williams. We should have put that in the news around the league. Jay, Jay Williams worked out with Jay Williams worked out. Uh, not worked out. Talked to a top fifteen prospect. Yeah, I think we can kind of assume it's Luke Kennard because he goes to Duke. Yeah, maybe Harry Giles if you want to be generous, but he was not a top fifteen prospect, and that. Uh, Phil Jackson was falling in and out of sleep of uh, of, of the workout. Uh, and then on the other end of the spectrum we have Sean marks, this sort of mysterious you know up I feel like he's always I feel like he's elevated not in terms of his position, but like literally he's probably always on an elevated platform he's yeah. like in the mountains as in New Zealander you know mm. he's he's hiding he's. In the in mountains. Mordor. yes and just hiding away. And planning his little thing and saying, oh, I'll grab D'Angelo Russell. Middle-earth. I'll take a 19-year-old who can block shots and dunk the ball. Take him. And it's interesting that we're at this point in New York basketball where we have uh, old man Phil, who's the most famous coach of all time, being a disaster. An absolute disaster. Then we have a complete role player who no one even knew when he was a basketball player. And he is now... Kind of masterminding a team with no assets and turning them into an
1: interesting team. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I wonder what a day in the life of Phil Jackson is right now. Like, is he just kicking his like feet up on the desk? Like, what is he really? Why doing? is he doing this? One million dollars. This? All right, take All right, us man. out of here. Let's get out of here.
0: Um, thank you for listening. FBK Glue Guys on Twitter. Uh, go to netsdaily.com. Almighty Baller Radio. By the way, download Dash Radio if you have a sec. Uh, we're live, not live, but our shows run there on Wednesdays, um, and there's plenty of other good shows to listen to.
1: It's great to go on the Almighty Baller Station and just listen to all like the league's teams news. Like I just feel like because you really get like a color of what's happening. It's like ESPN going on
0: ESPN yeah. and
1: reading every blog. You really you know? do find out that ESPN and like just NBA general reporters kind of suck like there's no there's not enough texture not yeah. enough meat on the bones and you know it's nice to hear from the fan perspective it's, it's good it's good you should check it out
0: so do that on sb nation go to all the blogs go to dash radio go to all the blogs all right mike, come on do it right or, or don't do it right. um good night thank you for listening jared allen you're welcome on our pod anytime you want
1: okay hey good night thanks everybody take care mike good night bye <laughs>